0: The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, and affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS and Kestra AS are not affiliated with any entity herein.
1: Welcome to the Finance Factory Podcast, where money is serious business, but not a soporific echo chamber like the rest. This is a show for people who want to build wealth and make wise financial decisions starting now. So put away your money show preconceptions and prepare to propel your knowledge and take some action. Here's your host and financial guide, Peter Huminski. Hi, and welcome to the Finance Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Huminski. And with me on the podcast today, I have a very special guest, um, serial web entrepreneur and web developer Walt Spence.
2: Hey, everybody. Nice to meet you.
1: And we've got a new, I guess, special or series that we're going to start here um, called Shiny Toy Thursday. Every Thursday, Walt and I will be bringing you some new and interesting apps or tech that we find out there in the marketplace that listeners may find interesting. So,
2: Yeah, it's kind of going to be like this little thing where we're either focusing on a gadget or software or something that can be useful i tried to stick to more work related and fintech related technology given the uh people who will probably be listening to this but i think we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of cover a little bit of what apple announced last week either
1: well why don't, why don't you go ahead and uh walt and i are both mac mac fans and apple fans so
2: yeah the iphone 10 that's the type of phone that you buy when you want something to be like a four-year phone am i wrong i mean 999 first of all you're not going to buy one of those every year
1: yeah Cost is definitely going to uh, deter most buyers,
2: no, no doubt. Just doing a quick run through. Obviously, everybody's heard about all the details with uh, AR and facial recognition. I just found it funny that the first thing that they did with AR was like a poop emoji. But <laughs>
1: yeah, I also found it funny that the guy went to go do the face grab and it didn't work, so he yeah. couldn't unlock his phone. <laughs> face ID. You know, I'm of the mindset if if you're going to do facial ID, it's got to work. of the time. It's not something that can be a halfway measure. So I'll be real curious to see what the bugs look like as they work through that technology.
2: It's always been said Apple definitely makes everything 100 times better when they get their hands on it to make sure that the experience is what the consumer projects Apple to be. I'm certainly hoping in this case for their own sake that they've gotten it right because that demo was very Windows ninety five ish. Other than that, uh, the bump in the iPhone eight I thought was interesting. Um, I think most consumers are probably going to end up going with that option. From everybody that I've talked to, I don't know about you. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to do an eight upgrade, and I'm going to wait person an eight upgrade for my wife, and I'm going to wait personally until the ten comes out because I think there is some really interesting business case uses for the for the ten. So. I could see that. Stay tuned. We'll, we may have some interesting, fun, you know, tech demo on the podcast in a few months.
2: Or what'll end up happening is Pete'll want to sell me his ten because he has he's realized that it's really not that much for business after all, <laughs> and I'd be the sucker who bought it. But yeah, anyway,
1: <laughs> on a different note, I actually am excited about the the Series Three watch.
2: Yeah, um, the only thing that gets me with that is the cellular tie. Now, I don't know. Well, they actually I haven't, have one that's not to look tied into the details to the cellular
1: service. Now, I, I don't know why you wouldn't get it. I mean, I know it's a $10 a month charge for the cellular service with your carrier, but looking at it from the perspective of why you use the watch or why you would use that watch is the ability to be able to Take calls and do those sorts of things while you're out there working out or out there being active, and I don't necessarily care to sweat all over my phone.
2: Yeah, I get that. The only thing that I didn't understand was like I thought this was what uh, you know all the iCloud tie-in was supposed to be. I guess if you're
1: yeah, you still have to have data. I mean, you'd have to have data.
2: Yeah, yeah. Being a web developer, you don't get outside that much, so you don't get to test these things <laughs> quite as much. But yeah, I could definitely see a use case for having the Dick Tracy like experience there, but. Personally, I'm just going to want it for the fitness. I'd I'd like to get away from phone calls every now and then.
1: They do actually have a um a non wi uh non data enabled. Yeah, Series that's 3 definitely one. the
2: one that's more in my direction. Is what I'm saying.
1: They'll have both.
2: The other thing that I'm interested to see is eventually this. AR technology going across the line into their, you know, I'm one of the few people who still love Apple laptops, I believe, or they, they seem to never really talk about them, but they're definitely a mobile first company, but I'm, I'm looking to see what type of facial recognition unlocking is going to be coming into the future versions of OS 10. That'll be nice to see, because there's nothing worse than opening up your laptop than having to enter a password. That, that's where I can definitely see these things taking off.
1: Yeah, we're definitely on the early The early innings of this recognition for security purposes. I mean, it started with fingerprints, and now it's going to move to facial recognition. I think it'll move to retinal scans eventually, where it'll just scan your eyeball, and that's how you'll unlock everything.
2: I've been thinking that that technology was going to come for years now. My uncle predicted that back in the 60s when he was working at IBM, and it's amazing that it still hasn't quite... Taken off, of, like there are still high security clearance areas where you have to go and retinal scan. Into you know, uh, outside of that, it's amazing to me that the cost and the size of a retinal scanner hasn't gotten down to the point where we can actually use it in phones or everything else seems to be going that way. I guess that that's just one of those technologies that people aren't thinking about much. But
1: there has to be a use case for it first before the technology will catch up to it. But I think that's coming down the road at some point.
2: So what have you got, Pete? What have you got working?
1: Looking at security with the. Equifax data breach just last week. My shiny toy app is actually related to internet security and it's called Cloak VPN. And it's actually to create a virtual private network when you're out using public Wi-Fi. A lot of listeners probably don't understand or don't know the Congress earlier this year repealed some FCC rules that blocked internet service providers from being able to sell your data to third parties without your permission. It's it's a very controversial law that got, got put on the books earlier this year. And so now the Comcast charters, Spectrums, AT&Ts of the world can take your information and your data from online and monetize it and sell it. And while that's not anything new, Google has done it for a long time and Amazon's done it and Facebook has done it. And are very profitable using it, and it's not necessarily maliciously used on public Wi-Fi, it potentially could be. So it's important to secure your network. And so using Cloak VPN, you can create a virtual private network, which essentially blocks out people from being able to see what you're doing. And now it doesn't mean you can go do illegal things or any of that kind of stuff. It's really it's to block the ability for these internet service providers or people who are trying to get into the network to be able to see what you're doing. So it's it's really interesting. It's reasonably priced. It's super user-friendly. Like My grandfather could probably figure out how to do it, and he's about the least tech-savvy person I know. So if he can figure out how to use it, there's some really neat auto-enable functions. So literally, it'll turn on automatically whenever you are out in using public Wi-Fi or even cellular data or whatever it is that, however you want to set it up, it's really, really user-friendly. It's $9.99 a month if you do the monthly plan, but they have discounts if you do the annual plan, which is what I ended up doing. There are some other free VPNs out there that I've used in the past, but didn't really feel super secure with them. So it's not something you want to necessarily skimp on. And it's also available across device. So you can, you know, so if you have a subscription for your iPhone, you can also have one for your Mac, for your, for your laptop, for your iPad, for your children's iPhones, your spouse's iPhone, anything that's connected to that um, user ID. There are some ones for Windows that are out there, and also for Android. There's Nord VPN and Pure VPN, and we'll include links in the show notes to these apps. So that's that's mine. In light of security being probably more important than ever, I went the route of adding a, a new VPN to my app collection over the week.
2: Yeah, to be quite honest with you, I'm surprised that security companies like ADT aren't getting more into the uh, internet security end of everything because it seems like even banks are trying to make a little bit of money off of uh, you know, insurance or whatever services that go around and detonate a theft. I could see there's a there's a huge hole in the market. There you know, everybody's got a business security type of thing, right? Where we're doing pen testing and all this
1: Right, whether it's Norton or McFeology. You really need
2: that for the consumer. And really I think everybody that I know would be more than willing to pay nine ninety nine for a peace of
1: mind a month. Um <laughs> I, I think people underestimate you know, they see the free Wi Fi at the yeah. Starbucks and they think that they're secure yeah, being in no it and help. they're just not. They, they're being spied on constantly.
2: In a lot of cases, uh, especially with Android devices, they, they, they'll push, you know, certain identifiers on, on your phone, you know, when you use these types of free Wi-Fi in order to be able to track you and learn your buying habits or your travel habits and stuff like that. And those are the things that you accept when you click on those terms of service to accept that you're getting on those. And stuff. nobody reads. Right, exactly, that absolutely nobody really reads. But um, I stick to my LTE where, when I'm out in public. Most of LTE plans out there are tending to go unlimited now, so... Hopefully that'll be. Yeah, but even
1: even being on your LTE is not totally. No,
2: it's not. But it's about um, as secure. As, so. It's not. But it's about as secure as you can get. Compared to, when you have a comparison, yeah, I'd, I'd take LTE all day long.
1: Oh, I agree. But, I, I use the LTE, but I add the VPN to my LTE, and, yes, and it, absolutely, and it helps. So.
2: Yeah. That it, was mine.
1: So what's what's yours for the week, Walt?
2: Uh, I've got two. And I knew uh, we said we wouldn't do this because we don't want to extend things oh, too much. Oh, already
1: starting. Yeah, oh. yeah.
2: Um, Astro, uh, email client for iOS, Windows, Mac, and Alexa um, is probably my favorite thing of the last six months. I've got to give it.
1: Okay, one. so what is Astro? So
2: Astro basically makes sense of your email life. It basically ties in, if you have Gmail or... Um, I don't think it's available for Office quite yet, but they're on the they're on, they've got that on the list of things coming up, along with a web app. What they have right now is where you set you can easily set up a corporate Gmail account or what have you, or your personal Gmail. Sign in and it starts going to work and it finds things to quote unquote zap. So all of those annoying subscription emails that you've accumulated over the years, if you're someone like me that not up for a lot of to- yeah, like I, I've got so many different. Bacon emails coming through. Um, Bacon's where it's not quite spam, but it's not quite good either. Good for you. I've got so many of those emails. And the funny thing is, It may not delete them all, it may just archive them where it's out of your view, but it's getting the things that are important to your priority, what they call your priority inbox. Um, It kind of takes Google's parlance, but anything that is directly sent to you that is obviously a human by the AI, then it will put in your priority inbox. The other killer part of the app is just the Alexa tie-in, the fact that you can ask alexa to read your email you can ask it to read your email and it's going to sit there and go through it can it'll ask you do you want to hear what priority emails you have do you want to hear you know uh, what other emails so there's the other newsletter subscriptions that come through on another tab but it allows you to focus a lot easier you can click on the little bot to go through at any time and zap select things. to zap it, and it asks you before it goes and does it. It just makes email that much more palatable, and I think everybody can uh, identify with how annoying email has gotten at this point. Um, I don't know about you, but
1: <laughs> I, I get I get far too many emails between schools and work and wholesalers and yeah things I've signed up for that I didn't remember signing up for and email spam that comes through from marketers. It's, it, it can be overwhelming.
2: Absolutely. The next one is actually a little microservice. Um, it's called trim. It's a go.asktrim.com. The interesting thing that it does is it, pro- it makes a promise to actually make your financial life a little better. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to, Keep up with your spending habits, let you know, okay, hey, when you went to Best Buy, well, you spent $100. Like, come on, really. Um, <laughs> so it kind of. say, you got
1: out of Best Buy with only $100. Yeah, I know, right? But. <laughs> would, you, would you buy batteries?
2: <laughs> Seriously. It, gets, it has other things like it calls Comcast a defense where Trim will actually call up Comcast, kind of negotiate your cable and internet bill, bill based on other people's data around the area. You can tie multiple accounts to the thing. It ties to your Facebook Messenger so it easily alerts you of things that are going on i found it pretty useful so far so it has this these other features called price patrol and trim savings so those i'm gonna check out a little bit further and i'll report back on um, later on in the you know future shows because you know how getting some of these things set up you get them set up you look at it it looks cool
1: yeah and they don't they don't actually do anything that yeah, they say they're going yeah, to yeah so or they're kind of useless right to this. i'm
2: trying to vet this thing a little bit further but it seems i'm pretty excited about it just to have an area where i can go on my computer and actually look at my checking account balances you know both of them is actually pretty nice in itself and the fact that i have somebody who will you know kind of ping me whenever spending a little bit too much money is a great thing too and you can Set those thresholds like if if you know you're going to go on Best Buy or anywhere and drop a hundred dollars without even thinking about it, you want to say, Okay, let me know when we spent more than 400, then you can set that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, it's out, or at least it sounds interesting that it's taking some of the behavioral response to spending and maybe trying to help you alter your behaviors to what you want them to.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, we're all adults here, so. If we don't have somebody in our ear, if you're single like I am, you don't have somebody in your ear making you feel shame when you go go to the store and you spend $400, then there you go. There's your app
1: for you. Interesting. All right. Well, until next Thursday when we have a new shiny toy Thursday, I am your host of the Finance Factory Podcast, Peter Huminski, with my special guest, Walt Spence. Have a great weekend.
0: Thanks for listening to The Finance Factory, hosted by Peter Yaminsky. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app to catch future episodes. Please remember, the opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS and Kestra AS are not affiliated with any entity herein.